Hey guys, Lena here and excited about today, excited about this series, excited about you checking in to the podcast and I want to welcome you if it's your first time or if you've been here a million times before. By the way, all the, so many of the podcasts you can still access if you go to Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N and put in my name, you'll find both the Arabic and the English podcast and someone asked me recently about a series that I did last summer. You can find all of the old studies basically on that, on that page. So if you ever are looking for a topical study or need an outline for a Bible study, just go over there and listen again and write down the outline and use it, uh, enjoy it. I um, take great joy and the privilege of, of sharing God's Word with you week after week. You know, um, I, I lately have been thinking about it. I, I think I take the podcast for granted, so I just want to take a few seconds at the top of the hour to say to you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, for listening. Thank you for making a podcast what it is, for being there so that I can actually have, you know, someone to speak to when I do those. It is such a privilege and a gift to open God's Word and to share in your life. And I pray that God is using it somehow um, to grow you in your faith. And I'll tell you, even if it's not growing you, I know it's growing me. So I find it even a privilege that we can just get a channel on iTunes and, and spread God's word so freely. And whether you're in Nigeria or in Asia, you know, in Lebanon or here in the United States, this podcast is meant to reach really anyone, anywhere. And it's um, it's free so that there are really no obstacles other than having basically a phone or a computer in order to listen. So we are in a series called Comfort Food for the Soul. Co- uh, comfort Food for the Soul. And, and, and I'd love to hear what your comfort food is. It'll take you a second to email me. You can do it right now. Just send me an email, lena at livingwithpower.org. Or send me an email. Tell me what your spiritual comfort food is. Where do you go when you need encouragement? Today, the title is, I need comfort when I don't get what I want. And I want to go to Hebrews 11. It is the chapter about faith in the Bible. And it references uh, many men and women in the Word of God who have lived by faith. And I think we can learn from them today. I only have five points. Here's the first. The title again, I need comfort when I don't get what I want. I don't always get what I want. Do you? I haven't always gotten what I wanted. Do you? Have you? I mean, I wanted a husband. I didn't get a husband. I might still get a husband. I wanted kids. I didn't get kids. I don't think I'm ever going to get kids. I turned 43 this year, so it's getting harder and harder. I could meet someone today and get married tomorrow, and I'd be 44 when I had a kid, and that's hard. That's old. You may say, well, you could adopt. Yeah, I mean... There's always a way. My nephews recorded a, a show on the, they heard a, a, an ad on the radio on K-Love of a woman who's in her, I think 65 is pregnant with quadruplets. So they told me there's hope, Lena. And uh, I don't think that's going to be me, but I haven't always gotten what I wanted in life. There are still things I want right now that God has held back. And, uh, and, and when that happens, I don't automatically, intuitively dance around with joy. At first I get discouraged. And yet God uses those moments to remind me of, of, of why and of what he's trying to change in me and why those things have been held back and, and that those things are not going to bring me joy, but he is. So I go to Hebrews 11 when I'm in that place because I'm reminded of so many others like me who didn't get what they want. But we'll get to that. Here's number one. Faith is believing God even if and when I don't get what I want. That's what faith is. Did you know that? I mean, look, my old I used to go to church where the, my pastor used to say faith is... Believing God's word and acting on it no matter how I feel because uh, knowing that God always promises a good result. I think it was just a bit. And it's a great definition for faith. But, but, but I want to stretch you a bit more. Faith is believing God even if and when I don't get what I want. See, faith doesn't hinge on getting what you want. 
That's not the essence of faith. Faith is in a person, the person of God. Faith is the person of Christ. Faith is believing who God is and what He has promised, even when you don't see it. Now, what I love about Hebrews 11, uh, there's so many things I love about that chapter. And certainly, I love the stories where people got what they wanted, like Abraham. He believed for a son, and even though there was great delay, he ended up getting Isaac. And, and I love the story of Moses, who believed God and saw the Red Sea's part. I love that, that jo- Joshua walked around Jericho and the wall fell down. I mean, these are all awesome, but, but what I find even more inspiring are some verses in verses 13 through 16 and then the very last verse. And I'll read you some of them. It says, These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar. I mean, they didn't even get it. Now listen, verse 39 says, And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. What that is saying is that sometimes you don't get what you want. Faith doesn't hinge on you getting what you want. It hinges on you believing God, even if and when you don't get what you want. And we serve a God who is worthy of our faith. He's, he's awesome. He's given us his son so that we can have eternal life and relationship with him. So he gets to decide what we need and when we need it. And that can include the things that we want or not. He understands our desires. It wasn't like he's not surprised that I still desire certain things in my life that haven't happened. But what he's stretching me to do is to, to understand that he is the one who satisfies me, whether I get those things or not. And it is only as I don't get them that I can draw on him and and find quenching for my thirst and, and, and satisfaction for my hunger in who He is. And so, if you don't have that kind of faith, you need it. And I need it. I want a faith that is tested and true. So, here's the second thought. Faith that fails me when I don't get what I want is not real and tested faith. You want to know if you got faith in God? It's not that you ask Him for things and He gives them to you. That's not faith. That's a wish list. God isn't... You know, sitting on a chair basically waiting for you to say, all right, man, here's my prayer list. Just accomplish those five things for me, and then we'll know you're God. No, he's God. He created all that we see. How arrogant of us to think that, that oh, man, God must not be so powerful because he hasn't given me. I, I, look, I'm, I'm being very authentic with you. I've been guilty of that, where I felt like, I'm not sure God exists because my prayers aren't being answered like I want them to be. Now, these are not regular thoughts that I have. But I've been in darkness, in seasons of darkness where I felt that way. And, and the Holy Spirit has rebuked me in the instant that I fought these things. Like, do you think you're God, Lena? Do you not understand that it's so much bigger than you? And, and, and I've prayed, you know, I, I find that I have asked God to grow my faith. So is it any wonder that he's held back so that my faith can grow? Because faith is not faith if there's no waiting. So the first verse in Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. So, so the whole premise of faith is that it hasn't happened yet. But you're putting your faith in a God who has said it and who has promised it. And, of course, I love Hebrews eleven six. It says, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. If you are walking with a hunger to know God, that, then you kind of have to grow in faith. And the way that happens is when you don't get what you want. And the question when that happens is, are you still believing that God is good? Are you still putting your faith in a God who, who has promised to answer your prayers, even when you don't see the answers to prayer? 
Remember John 11? I think I taught on that before, where Mary and Martha lost. First of all, their brother got sick, so they went to God and they prayed. They were, it was the equivalent of praying. They went to Jesus. They were like, come heal him. And Christ didn't come right away. In fact, he delayed until the man was dead. And four days after he died, Jesus finally shows up. And Mary and Martha were in a bad place. I mean, they were trying to convince themselves they still believed, but they really didn't believe much. And, and the whole point of that story is, is for Jesus, it really peaks in the statement of Jesus where he says to Martha, uh, to both of them actually, but specifically to Martha where he says, did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? And some of us need to be reminded of that. That God has promised to show us his glory. How that glory is revealed, you and I do not have a clue. But if we trust God, when we trust him enough for salvation, can we not trust him enough when we don't get what we want. So faith that fails when I don't get what I want is not real and tested faith. May God give us real and tested faith that is willing to say, even when I don't get what I want, God is good and God is awesome and he knows what I need and he's going to give it to me in due time. A God who has given me his son won't hold back what is good for me. And so here's the third thought today. Faith that demands that God does what I want is sin. That's not faith. If you come to God, that's what I'm telling you. I just told you that story where, where God, I went through some dark seasons in my life where God didn't answer my prayers like I wanted him to. And, and I actually told my sister, it wasn't that long ago. And I said, Diana, I'm not even sure sometimes. Do we even believe, you know, is God real? And, and of course, I was in a real dark place. And that's my sister. And I didn't really mean it. And I really asked for forgiveness minutes after I said it. So, I, I, But I'm telling you this to, to explain to you that sometimes... We sin by putting this on God and faith, what we call faith, that demands that God does what I want, is sin. See, we think, no, I mean, if you, you know, there's so many bad teachers now in, in churches that teach you that if you pray enough, that if you believe enough, God's going to do whatever you want. But that's not scriptural. There are many people. Read Hebrews 11. I mean, you, you get to the verses where he says, What more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, sure. He lists all these awesome people of faith. And then he says, Women received back their dead by resurrection. Then he moves on to, Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging, even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with a sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated. The message by says, homeless, friendless, and powerless. In today's preachers, some of them, when you listen to some preachers, if you describe those people in Hebrews 11, they tell you they don't have enough faith. When you compare the ones who, who were beaten and tortured and mistreated and homeless and friendless and powerless compared to the other ones who walked around Jericho and saw the walls come down and the ones who shut the mouths of lions and, and were made strong out of weakness and saw their dead raised from the dead, it's easy to be confused and be like, why are good things happening to those guys and bad things are happening to these guys? And I don't know how, all I know is that all these people in Hebrews 11 are commended for their faith. So that faith is not based on the outcome you receive, whether it's your choosing or not. It is based on the faithfulness of God and the belief that God has something better for us. And that something better is Jesus Christ and an eternity with him that begins the minute you turn to him for salvation. So faith that demands that God does what I want is sin. Don't fall for that plot of, of, of believing that, that you have stronger faith. If you're like, God, I'm not going until you answer. Now certainly beat on the door of prayer until you feel a freedom to stop. But if God decides you're not going to get it, then don't sin by presuming that he owes you. He doesn't owe us a thing. All right, two more thoughts. I know this is tough stuff. Faith is encouraged when I hear about others who did not get what they wanted. 
sometimes it's easy to read people's Twitter updates and Facebook updates and to feel like everybody is getting answers to prayers except for me. What's ironic is that you're probably looking at my life and thinking, man, Lena always gets what she wants. And, and the truth is, if you really knew me, you'd know that that is not true. That I am the cup half empty person. I'm always the one who feels like nothing is happening, and, and I'm wrong in that. I'm learning contentment and gratefulness in the season of my life. But 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 few things encourage. I, I am not encouraged when I read other people's answers to prayers all the time. I mean, I'm happy for them, but it's like a bittersweet happy. You know, I want to be happy. Let me let me tell you the truth. I want to be happy for them because if I'm not happy for them, then I feel guilty, and then I feel like, oh, now God has a reason where He's not going to give me what I want. You know, I fall into that trap of overanalyzing everything, and I think if. If I can tell God how happy I am about their success, maybe he'll give me my own success. And all of this is just basically nonsense. Erase it all. Stop looking at other people. Look to Jesus, the author and finisher of the faith. And, 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 but, but, but I'll tell you what does encourage me. I, I mean, I struggle when someone is always telling me about how great they are. And, how, and they give God the glory great, but I don't, that doesn't move me. What moves me is hearing about your difficulties and how God is helping you in spite of your difficulties. What moves me is hearing that some were suffered mocking and flogging and chased and imprisoned. Some were stoned and sawn in two and killed with a sword. And what about destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy? That moves me to faith. Because I think that if they can endure, if Abraham could wait for 25 years to see his son, if, if Moses could wait for 40 years in the wilderness, that moves me. To believe that God is bigger than my own inadequacies and, and my own silly presumptions about who he is. And that there are some who had it worse than I did and they still are commended for their faith. Because it wasn't based in the things that they got from God, but in the fact that God is good and faithful God. And that moves me when I get emails from people and they tell me how their kids, who they've prayed for and they've brought up in the Word and they're choosing lifestyles that are not honoring to God and these people are still worshiping God and going to church and, and never seeing answers to prayers in their life. Possibly never in this lifetime. And yet they worship a God who is worthy to be worshipped. Listen, that gives me comfort when I don't get what I want. Faith is encouraged when I hear about others who did not get what they wanted and still glorified God. And last thought today, faith is made strong when I remembered that there's even more to come. I read the verse, I'm going to read it again. And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised since God had provided, underline these words in Hebrews 11, verse 40, since God had provided something better for us. Look, the best is yet to come. Do not believe the lie that this is as good as it gets. It's going to get better. Heaven is on the way. I know that life in Christ, heaven begins the moment you receive Christ because he's living in you and you have fullness of joy with him. I know that, but we're still living in a fallen, sinful world. You can't watch the news without having your heart broken over the agonies that are happening all over the world. But listen, whether you're moved by the tragedies outside of your life or those within your very own life, the truth is that something better is on the way and that something Something better is that Christ is that you're going to spend eternity with Christ. He says that He went. He's going to prepare a place for us, so that we're just are some of the last words of Jesus in John, I believe, chapter fourteen. 
He says, I go, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have not told you? Would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. So we must remain in faith. In, in verses 13 through 16 of Hebrews 11, it says, These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. Do not feel comfortable on this earth. If you do, something is wrong with you. In First John, we're told, Love not the world and the things of the, of the world. For the love of the Father is... I'm sorry, in First John chapter 1, it says... Um, for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, desires of the eye, and pride and possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along. Sorry, I got excited and flipped the page over. For the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. It says in Hebrews eleven sixteen. Or, I'm sorry, in verse 14. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to, to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Look, I don't know today what's your what your struggle is. Maybe you need comfort because you hoped, you waited you prayed and you didn't get what you wanted and you're devastated and you're disappointed and you're driven to despair. I've been there. And when you get to that place and it's dark and it's hopeless, look up. God's presence is right near you. His word hasn't changed. His faithfulness is the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you can take hope from others who have been where you are and who have found him to be sweet and good and near and loving. And there's no place like understanding that, like the place where you didn't get what you wanted. And as he becomes the true desire of your heart, you will find him to be more than enough. So know that, that this is not easy stuff. Look, I'm so passionate about this because I, I live it. And I'm constantly reminding myself, we are made for more than this earth. And the best is yet to come. And if you don't believe that, then you're missing an integral part of the message of Christianity. Listen to me. Christ has set us free for more. And, and, and if you think that the things of this world are all it takes to satisfy you, then you are woefully misled. May God give us eyes to see past the things of this earth, the relationships that are filled with hurt, the, the, the material things that only pass away. As soon as you get it, you want something more. They never satisfy you. But faith believes in a God who is always there for us and always satisfying us. So that's all I got for you today. I uh, I, I, I want to end it. I, um, I, I just want you to know that uh, I'm in this with you. I'm praying for you. And that I'm here to answer you if you have any questions or if you simply need prayer. I, um, that's it. So I'll talk to you guys next week. I, there's really no great way to end this other than say, God, help us in this journey towards you. We love you and we want to know you more deeply. Only you can reveal yourself to us. I pray for every person listening to the podcast that you would bless them with the sense of closeness and intimacy with you such as they've never felt before and that they would be drawn even more into your likeness as they submit to your will, as we submit to your will. That is all we want in our life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.